What's up, everyone? Welcome to today's show. We are talking about moving out of lockdown and into our next phase of training. Unity Gym is officially open today, and we've also got phase four at-home workouts coming at you for those people still doing the live workouts. So stick around to hear what you should be doing. Hey everyone, in case we haven't met, my name's Rad Burmeister. I'm one of the co-founders of Unity Gym and co-creators of the UMS, the Unified Movement System, where we turn driven people into superhumans. If you want to know how we do that, you can grab one of our free blueprints, the Strength Blueprint, Flexibility Blueprint, or Nutrition Blueprint. There's a link in the description of this video for all of them. Um, today, we're, we're really talking about, um, you know, what's going on for everyone. We've got uh, this amazing online community. Um, we've just released phase four at home workouts and uh, we've got our gym members that are back in the gym. So how's it going to look for all of you? Um, I'm also going to answer a couple of good questions. Um, we've had some uh, good question from Simon Schultz and also from uh, Connor O'Shea, two of our online coaching members. And I'll have a little scroll through, um, uh, through the Movement Mastermind to see if there's any questions there. So First thing I want to talk about is uh, the phase four workouts. We've got um, a lot of people asking when are the live streams going to be happening, so on and so forth. Um, so the live streams will happen this week at uh, 3 p.m. Sydney time. Now, I can't remember 100%, but I, I'm pretty sure that's 6 a.m. London time and 7 a.m. European time. I don't know what time zone that's called, but... Uh, I've got a friend who lives over in Belgium and I had a look at the time in Antwerp and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was 7 a.m. So it should be good for you guys over in uh, Europe and the UK. And we will do that all week this week. And it we won't be doing live streaming after that. Depends on what happens um, with and if there's going to be a phase five to the at-home workout program. Uh, and the main reason why that is, is because in all honesty, we just don't have the scope to be doing these um, at-home workouts, uh, live streams every day anymore now that the gym is reopened. I've just come off uh, four back-to-back uh, -back one-hour classes that I've just taught. And, um, you know, I still have to do my own training and there's a lot of work that we have to do to, to run this business. So, um, yeah, we'll support you, uh, of course, by getting a full week of follow-along workouts done so that everybody that's purchased the program will have access to those. They'll be, um, you know, in your dashboard on Thinkific um, and they'll be on uh, YouTube for anybody that wants to join in with me live as well well so sing out to me everyone anyone that's uh that's watching on the live stream sing out let me know um that you're here so the next thing that i want to talk about is um i want to talk about actually a little bit about the phase four at home workouts because we've already had our first member has told me that they've done the first workout and um we've had a lot of people that have been watching the tutorials getting ready for the uh, the first workout going live today um, and saying how excited they are. If you don't know anything about it, go and check it out. There's a link in the description. Uh, sorry, there's a link um, in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group. And it is an amazing program. We've, uh, I've been learning about animal flow and locomotion um, for, for several years now. It's uh, a real passion of mine. It's something that I really enjoy doing. But we never included it in the UMS program yet because there's so much stuff that we wanted to 
to cross off first, we wanted to make sure that we, we had a really good progressive periodized program for strength and flexibility and fitness um, and basic calisthenics skills like the handstand and muscle up and planche and lever and things like that um, before we tackled this. But this at-home training scenario that we've uh, had forced upon us from the coronavirus led to a lot of people requesting it. A lot of people were saying, um, what are we going to do in phase four? Can we do some uh, some animal flow stuff? Good morning, Grace. How are you? And um, yeah, so that's why we did it. <clears throat> so it's, it's a really fun, really exciting program that is going to challenge uh, an absolute beginner, but also somebody that's very, uh, very advanced, very strong, very flexible. Um, one of the reasons why it will challenge an even even an advanced person person is because the movements are considered complex movement patterns, which means it's not just about training your strength and flexibility. It's about training your brain, your coordination, your comprehension of movement. Uh, and it's also perfect for a beginner because we have regressions that go right back to for somebody that's that's very, very new to this kind of training. So Simon uh, Schultz, one of our UMS online coaching members, has, has written a post here where he said, Animal flow day one done. Hooli dooly. What a doozy. Cooked my shoulders. I reckon I have some existing issues uh, as my shoulders felt cooked. Possible, possibly technique. Simon, it is it, it, they, those uh, animal flow movements are full on on the shoulders. They really are. It's, uh, it's tough, but it is so amazing the adaptation that your body is going to go through from this. So, yeah, you may have some existing issues, but um, it's, you may just have, uh, have done a great workout because those workouts are really tough on the shoulders. So Simon's listed a couple of, a couple of questions here. Uh, number one, rad in the reptile crawl, the hardest version, any scapular focus or as long as the hand is under the shoulder, that should be enough focus. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think about the scapula at all when you do that. Your body will just do what it wants to do. Um, as long as when you, um, as long as when you pull down here and you step, uh, sorry, when, when, you, when you come down that the hand comes under the shoulder and then this hand comes down near the hip and then when you bring around, you move down like that. Okay, so that's the, uh, that's the thing that people really struggle with, with with the reptile crawl. It doesn't matter which progression they're doing, if it's the beginner or the advanced one, they struggle with the understanding that this hand must go under the shoulder. If it's anywhere else, even if it's here, it's inefficient and it puts a hell of a lot of strain uh, on the pecs and the deltoids and uh, it makes it really, really hard to do. So yeah, keep that hand right underneath the shoulder. Don't worry about your scapula. Number two, started ring pronated pull-ups in this phase as well. That's awesome. Number three, recommended four or six week cycle. I will have access to the gym in Victoria soon. We'll change my weekly approach uh, a little, um, e.g. peaking in week three versus week five. I'd probably do four weeks for this one. I think that this is going to be a really challenging program um, for most of you. And I think four, uh, four, uh, three weeks of you know, ramping up and then a delayed week will be more than enough. Um, you'll find that that'll challenge you a lot. And you could definitely, um, you know, you could do six weeks if you wanted to, but I think four will be more than enough. We'll see how we go. And I'm going to talk about the cycles in just a sec. Uh, number four, he said, I'll film the second cycle of the week. Awesome. Yeah. Show us, show us your progress so that I can help you. Number five, uh, should I do Wednesday on Saturday as well as per the UMS structure or too much? I'm all in anyway. You absolutely can do Wednesday on Saturday. You just need to see how your body feels, ma'am. Um, even if you did a, you know, a, a shortened version of Wednesday's workout on Saturday where maybe all you do is three rounds or you know, less reps per round, um, 
take your time. Don't put a timer on. Um, maybe don't do the second part of Wednesday's workout, whatever. But yeah, absolutely, you can do uh, Wednesday's workout on Saturday. And because the movements that we're doing um, they're repeated Monday and Thursday, same movements, Tuesday and Friday, same movements. So it does make sense to do Wednesday's workout on Saturday because it'll give you that opportunity to do those Wednesday movements um, twice in a week. Um, and that QDR um, is a really challenging one. I've, I've found that uh, it's quite a hard movement to get good at. So um, yeah, it'd be good to do it uh, to do it twice a week, but just see how your body feels. Um, and then number six is saying, curious to know what you are doing this cycle in the gym for personal learning. Uh, you make any short uh, clips discussion or anything by chance? Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm gonna talk about now. Um, and then he's saying, legends, thanks so much for this phase. Keep smashing out good vibes and routines. Love it, you're welcome, brother. Thanks so much for the love. So yes, we are, in the gym, we are going to be doing, um, Lee Clements is saying tutorials are great. Looking forward to do it this afternoon. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm really happy to hear that you guys like it. Um, so in the gym and in the UMS online coaching program, for those of you that are, you know, that, that have access to a gym again, or you've got your own home gym, we're starting week one of the new cycle this week, and we're going to be doing an accumulation cycle, which means... For the next three weeks, we're doing accumulation training, trying to accumulate volume, which means that the you do five sets of your primary lifts and we do eight to 10 reps. So for somebody that's a little bit more of a seasoned uh, veteran, we're gonna do eight reps. For somebody who is at that intermediate beginner phase, 10 reps. And for somebody who's an absolute beginner, you can even do 12 to 15 reps per set. Um, and if that was you, you could do maybe just three or four sets um, instead. You basically just want to get a minimum of 40 repetitions uh, on each muscle group that you're training in the workout done. So if you do five sets of eight, that's going to give you the 40 reps that you want to do. Um, so we're going to do that for three weeks. And the idea is that we are going to start very light. It's going to be, for a lot of people, we haven't done any weightlifting um, or anything for uh, about 12 weeks now. So you have to start light because your mind will remember what you did, what you were doing you know, before we went into lockdown, but your body won't. So we want to make sure that we... Um, you know, manage our load so that you don't get horrendous DOMS because it is it, the chance of that happening is very, very real, especially when you do your squats and deadlifts this week. Take it really easy on that. So we're going to, I've been telling everyone in the gym to um, lift at about 60% of, of what they used to lift. So you're really just going through the motions. It's going to feel like you could have at least done another, you know, three or four reps of the weight you were doing. And then every week add 10%. So week two, we go to 70%, week three, we do 80%. Uh, and then in week four and five, we're going to change to intensity training, intensification, meaning that we reduce the reps uh, and increase the weight. So we go down to about five reps per set and we do um, uh, higher intensity training. Um, so that's when we'll go up to the 90%. Uh, and then maybe even in week five, um, up to 100% of what you used to be lifting, not like killing yourself. But for most of you, if you have been training for this period of lockdown, um, doing a, 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 a progressive 
overload phase like that where each week we're progressively overloading we're just gradually increasing the intensity of the weight that we're lifting that should be enough time to get you back to pretty close to what you were lifting before um, i'd say that everybody should at least be able to finish this phase this mesocycle at um, at about 90 percent of what they used to be lifting if you do it properly and you've just got to say in your mind like five weeks is a, is a pretty short time you know the weeks go by pretty quickly um, don't put too much weight on too soon. Just take your time with it and allow your body to get back into the swing of things. Um, and you'll, yeah, before you know it, you'll be lifting, um, you know, the kind of weights that you were lifting before lockdown. Whereas if you do it the other way, if you rush it, um, you know, there's a risk of injury. Um, and maybe even best case scenario is that you get really bad DOMS. And I, um, I've seen a couple of people get that recently and, you know, you, you, your mind is like, yeah, I'm back in the gym. I'm going to lift some weight. Uh, and then two days later, you can barely walk. And you are lifting less weight than what you used to lift, thinking, f doing a great workout, feeling like everything was good. So, yeah, don't let that happen to you. <laughs> That's a real challenge there. So what I'm going to do now, I am going to answer um, Connor's question. Connor O'Shea had a, had a good question here, which Yanni's actually given him uh, a couple of really good answers, but I'm just going to talk it through for you, Connor, because I told you that I would. So Connor's question is, hey, Rad and Yanni, I've been very quiet lately. I, I did a carnivore diet protocol over the past month for some health issues, which affected my strength a lot and also hurt my elbow uh, with a fall. It's a shame, bro. It feels like golfer's elbow, but it's slowly improving. So I've been avoiding the rings and sticking with straight arm strength workouts. Awesome. I've also been struggling with lower back pain and would like to know what you guys recommend for lower body hypertrophy movements that are low risk. We'll be going back to the gym in the next month or so. And then we've got a bunch of people chime in here um, with some really good ideas, but you... <laughs> You wouldn't believe what um, what Yanni and my advice w is going to be for for this for lower back pain um, and issues, especially for someone like you, Connor, who's been training um, for quite a while, and you are you are not a, a beginner. You are definitely in that um, uh, you know intermediate category, and um, you know with weightlifting, you might even be considered in a in a you know, higher level intermediate category. So Yanni's saying um, here, when all else fails, build bigger, stronger glutes. Stability work via single leg and also prone isometric holds. So they're great ideas. But then he's jumped in uh, and said, which is what I would have expected Yanni to, to really go with, because this, this is definitely what we've found works. He's saying, but I also believe due to personal experience that snatch grip deficit deadlifts are the best exercise for low back strength and conditioning. And then Connor said, I would love to hear more about this, mate. I want to get back uh, dead to deadlifting pain-free. I had worked uh, but in trap bar deadlifts, which were feeling okay before lockdown. I tried the deficit deadlifts a few months ago with the super compensation program, but the volume was too much for me. I'd imagine with lower back rehab, you'd recommend less volume or much less weight. And Yanis then jumped in and said, yes, that's right. You start very low intensity, but lots of volume. So yeah, the... Um, I don't think, Connor, that it was the super uh, superhuman strength program that is what caused the issue. I think it was the load management that caused the issue. And you, what you've got to understand is that when you, when you add volume, generally speaking, this is a general rule of thumb, if you add volume, you reduce intensity. 
So a good example of that is that when you do um, the grease the groove method, which means that you choose a movement that you want to build strength in, and you do that movement between four and six sets every day spaced throughout the day. So it's not a workout. So you do one set at 6am, one set at 7am, one set at 8am, one set at 9am, so on and so forth. And you do that most every day of the week. So five to six days a week. But you do each set at about 60% of the intensity that you would normally do. So that would mean that if you could do five push-ups, you would do sets where you only do three push-ups. Or if you could squat 100 kilos, you would do sets where you only squat 60 kilos. So, and it's because you're doing so much volume that you have to reduce the intensity. If you do high volume like that and high intensity, where you're doing say 80%, 85% uh, max effort or higher, um, you're gonna kill yourself. So I don't think that it was the superhuman strength program that caused the issue, brother. I think it was the mismanagement of load. So what I would be doing if I was you, I would be in the least, I would be doing the, um, the snatch grip deficit deadlift, but starting at a really light weight, like, um, you know, like 40% of what you could lift and doing um, high volume, like doing sets of, uh, like what we do in the superhuman strength pro program. I can't remember how many reps it is per set. I think it's, um, I think it's six reps per set with a five second eccentric or something like that, but you're doing like 10 sets. And I would start with doing that um, twice a week and see how you go from there. It, Yanni, if you're on the show here, can you chime in and please um, uh, let me know what you think about that? Um, that that's what I would do. Um, that's what we've found works really well. And it's, it's really about like most of the time, lower back pain comes from a lack of strength in the glutes and lumbar extensors. That's most of the time what it comes from. It can also come like for me um, with my um, pars defect and spondylolisthesis, there was also um, a little bit of flexibility that I needed to develop in the hip flexors um, and also um, you know, a bit of foam rolling or physio ball in the glutes. But that's generally what we've found works. So um, give that a try, Connor, and hopefully that is, um, you know, that's going to that's gonna sort you out. Um, it, and it, again, man, it's all just about that load management, right? Like the, you know, people have chimed in here saying, um, do single leg stuff, do unilateral work, you know, which is a good solution sometimes, but I would only prescribe that for someone like you that's been training for as long as you have. Um, if there is a clear imbalance from left to right side, like if, if you can really feel that you have, um, you know, more than a, a 20, more than a two rep imbalance, you know, like when you do strength testing, um, if there's more than two reps difference from left to right on the split squat or the, or the step up, um, then I would prescribe unilateral work. But otherwise for your uh, case, um, I'd be doing what Yanni and I have just um, said there. So hope that helps. Hope that answers your question. And I hope that sheds some light um, for all of you on, on what's going on and on what we're doing. Um, 
We've got, uh, for those of you that haven't jumped on it already yet, you've got uh, a little bit over 24 hours. I think you've got about 30 hours left that you can grab the uh, phase four at-home workouts, the Animal Flow program at a, at a discounted rate. So I really hope you guys jump on that because I can tell you right now, for some of you, even if you feel that this program isn't what you want to do right now, just having it there uh, on your dashboard to be able to go and do at some stage in the future is going to be valuable because it will go to the regular price um, in 30 hours and you'll miss your opportunity to get it at the introduction uh, discounted price. Um, and yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. I will uh, see you, uh, well, I'll see you this afternoon at 3 p.m. for those uh, for the at-home workout, for the Animal Flow workout. I'll be doing it live at 3 p.m. Have a great day, everyone. See you soon. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.